I am Milind Katti, CEO and co-founder at Demand Farm. You are listening to the Sassholes. Welcome yeah. to Sassholes, a show dedicated to issues within the software as a service industry. We are revenue ops with a edge. Still trying that out, huh? Edge. edge. <laughs> oh God, we'll edit that out too. KG and myself, Pete, have a combined, I don't know, 50 years of making interesting decisions. Please subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Round it down. Today, our guest is Milind Kati. Milind is the co-founder and CEO of Demand Farm. He's practiced and involved in the farming engine principle for well over a decade. He established Demand Farm in 2016. He's passionate about delivering the best of B2B key account management solutions serve the needs of sales leaders and key account managers. Demand Farm is where he continues to build software products and solutions to make account planning effective and effortless. Prior to Demand Farm, Malin co-founded and ran Demand Shore. Demand Shore started as an inside sales outsourcing company in 2005 and kept transforming to finally become an 800 plus person performance marketing company. It was acquired by Ziff Davis in 2018. All right. Congrats, Melin. All right. Before we get to Melin, this episode is brought to you by NeuroNoodle. Hey, parents of athletes, get a doodle of their noodle. It's a brain map before the season starts. Because if you play yeah. cricket, you might get one off of the noodle. All right. <laughs> yes. Get a, get yeah. a baseline to yeah. compare it to. You get a physical every year, right? Well, get a brain checkup before the season starts. Schedule an appointment now at neuronoodle.com. KG. Where's Jamie? Jamie's Jamie should be on the show and not. It, it, He's it, out it, discovering it's... Santa Barbara and Reuben sandwiches. Yeah, so nice for oh. him. Yeah, yes, Whatever. Pete. Yes, Pete. Air used to be free at the gas station. Now it costs two fifty. You want to know why? <laughs> yeah, why? Inflation. Leave us some comments on our blog at sassholes.net. KG, you got any shout outs? I do have a couple of shout outs. Congratulations to Aaron Blumenkrantz for starting his new position of. Head of Sales, Data Cloud, Western States, at, and SoCal at Google. Imagine what that business card looks like, Pete. It has like a little Google <laughs> with his title is so long. Uh, congratulations to Anna Cezal for uh, starting his new position account executive as an at Invisible Technologies. And happy birthday to my buddy, Brennan Beyer, who is my first sales manager in the online advertising space. Happy birthday, Brennan. Uh, we love uh, KG survivors. Yeah. Congratulate Brian <laughs> Brian Murphy for being promoted to investment banking senior analyst at Ziegler. He was a neuro uh, neuro student at Northwestern, and then he got an investment banking. Way to go! Wow. Way to go! Wow. Hey, Lauren Fish being promoted to senior enterprise account manager at Upwork. Kristen Zacks, CISSP. I have no idea what that stands for. Six years at Johnson and Johnson. And we'd like to wish Patrick Parker a happy birthday, March 6th. And then congratulate Joel Samberski for 15 years of LPL Financial. Okay, mm-hmm. K- KG, how do you know uh, Melinda? I remember that we talked, uh, I forgot who it was, talked about Demand Farm, but they were pretty passionate about the product. Well, yeah. <laughs> so we had Jared Johnson, who's the chief customer officer at Taskus, on the show in December. And he told us his best secret was Demand Farm. And uh, he called it the most robust 
integrated strategic account planning tool that he had ever seen. And I was like, I got off the show and I had to reach out to Melind yeah. immediately and say, <laughs> yeah. we yeah. have to get yeah. you on the show. Because, you know, Pete, <laughs> we don't talk a lot about strategic account management or account management. We talk about yeah. like hunting and killing and bringing in new accounts and and yep. uh, for for you know chief customer officer at a publicly traded company to talk about demand farm as like his best kept secret was absolutely <laughs> awesome so uh so thanks yeah, for awesome. uh thanks for awesome. coming on the show melind thank you thank you so much kg and pete my pleasure my pleasure i'm loving it great well tell give it's us early. the uh, it's early tell us yeah tell us about yourself <laughs> how did you get to where you are yeah. uh, today Sure, sure. So, so, um, uh, so I'm born and brought up in India, uh, educated in India, like most 90s kids in India. Uh, I also did my graduation in electronics engineering and then an MBA in marketing. I mean, uh, not only lo most middle class children in India did that. So we're kind of equivalent to baby boomers of US. Okay. Mm -hmm. So because 90s is when, 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 when the liberalization happened, the economy opened and then we were there wanting to get to college. Mm -hmm. So um, took advantage of that. And then, uh, um, so if you're slightly smarter, you did all these things in college. So <laughs> uh, then, uh, so early 2000s was I worked in corporate world. I mean, I used to be a sales guy with uh, with a very large automotive company here. In that was at uh, Tata Motors. Yes, that was at Tata Motors. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I used to sell trucks. I mean, so it was fun. It okay. Was fun. Okay. So uh, um, that was my first job selling trucks. I, 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 uh, uh, soon after my college. Got it. So um, then, uh, uh, so around, around 2000 is when uh, almost a lot of services were getting outsourced to India. Mm -hmm. And then I think we were kind of late by then by 2005. We figured out, okay, like, is there something that's still out there? And uh, we figured probably inside sales is uh, so much harder to outsource, especially in those days when even LinkedIn didn't exist. But we said, nevertheless, okay, let's try it out. And then, uh, 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 then the business models evolved, the digital marketing evolved, the, the customers evolved, and then a whole lot of solutions evolved. And then over the next 12, 13 years, we kept transforming. And eventually by 2018, I think we were a, we a full-fledged uh, performance marketing company with plenty of demands and solutions to global companies. Um, and, and, uh, uh, and, and also, I think we also owned a couple of very famous uh, digital media properties like martechadvisor.com and then a couple of them. Um, and eventually Zip Davis, one of the NYSE listed, one of the largest digital media companies, I guess. They own Mashable, they own uh, a whole lot of stuff. I mean, so they, so they acquired us uh, because it was a good, India, US combination is really, really a good model mm -hmm. for them to do that. So that was good for us. So in the meanwhile, because we had worked with hundreds of B2B companies in their sales and marketing processes, um, uh, we had thought about this idea in terms of uh, account planning software. And so, so in 2016, we had started this already before this acquisition. And so we continue to run that and build that. I, I used to spend most times in the US until the pandemic hit. So shuttle between India and the US. So account management, what does that mean? So at, at a very simple side of the spectrum, account management is about uh, growing your existing customer revenue with uh, cross-sell, upsell, or farming and mining your accounts. That's the simplest definition of it. 
a slightly bit more on the other side of the spectrum uh, is is about um, you know helping your large strategic accounts achieve their strategic goals with your solution i mean so so that's a little esoteric but uh, some 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 companies do that uh, but what i have seen is most companies are somewhere in between this depending upon their size their maturity the size of the companies themselves and size of their accounts so all of that there there'll be somewhere in between somebody would make account management at simple cross sell upsell increase revenue to adding i mean helping customers achieve their strategic goals mm-hmm. right somewhere in between mm-hmm. but um, i uh, i also love the other definition of account management where i, I talked about a couple of years ago so while sales is about okay selling what you have uh, i believe uh, account management is about helping customers buy and not really sell well i you know it it is you know i mean you're using you know big words that pita and i don't understand like esoteric but uh, but but you know it's it's funny though that you say that because uh, for my entire career Melinda i've always uh, i've always considered account management to be sales and when and and i've mm-hmm. i've found myself getting checked by ceos from time to time when i talk about sales broadly speaking and i mean mm-hmm. sale new business sales account management and and all that kind of stuff there yeah. and uh, and then they say oh no sales that just means new business account management is something else you know and it's like no like selling is selling to current customers and upselling it's still it's still sales and i don't look at it sure. as any sort of like you know lesser you know lesser job so yeah it does sound a little cheesy to say like yes account <laughs> management is about you know helping them helping them you know them buy but do you feel like hunters hunting for new business can also be strategic account managers and be exceptional in both motions so i mean some people can of course uh, but i think there's slightly two different skills kg what i've seen as hunters are more like door openers you know so they're a lot more flamboyant yeah they're comfortable in a conference right so they go and meet and talk to anybody they can do they can they can take people duck hunting or or you know to <laughs> madison square garden for games and things like that i i've seen account managers not so comfortable with it yeah they're more like domain specialists i mean they they, they work a uh, little slowly and and they and they also have luxury of time i mean the account managers unlike the sales guys mm-hmm. or the hunters mm-hmm. so i think that's the mostly i i mean it's better off um if a company can afford these two different personas in these two different roles uh, at some point of time they need to separate the two characters i believe yeah yeah i completely agree that specialization i i've always said milan uh show me a salesperson that tells me that they do really good at hunting and proposing and closing as well as account management and renewing and I'll show you a liar yeah. a liar <laughs> I'll show you a liar because you because you can't be you you just can't be good at all of yes there's exceptions yeah. but you just can't be good at uh, at all of those things what what does the man farm do so what happened is as i was saying so we, we did work with uh, a lot of uh, b2b companies mostly technology companies and uh, in their sales and marketing processes as part of their partners wherein we used to work for them in those areas mm-hmm. some of that that because uh, contracted to us so what we saw was uh, when it comes to uh, account planning per se or managing managing your existing accounts 
which is which is mostly 70 80% of their revenue okay for the current year sure uh, it was mostly in the account plans for powerpoints i mean account financials and spreadsheets and so on and and then the account plans it, it was not digital it was uh, yeah. like, well there were crms for managing your contacts opportunities tasks activities mm-hmm. but account plans were not digital account plans were not data driven account plans were completely individual driven yep and uh, so that kind of uh, you know so so uh, let us start thinking about this particular problem and then we started building software tools for it and uh, um, uh, of course i mean so nowadays you need to build all software tools as a saas model and um, and and then so today we 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 have uh, three or four core modules to the product which is about like we have um, relationship intelligence as the first model second one being uh, account planning as a model and then third one is opportunity planning as a model and all on top of all of these three we have insights module which kind of does um, depending upon the data size etc uh, talks about next best action the recommendation engine so depending upon whatever they are all of these are like progressive and modular depending upon what what customers want so so that is uh, that's what it is i mean in, like for example in case of uh, task this i mean the, the one example that we saw is i think close to 120 of the large account plans are now done inside salesforce mm-hmm. using demand farm mm-hmm. so so the kind of intelligence now instead of 200 pop or 130 power points you now have digital account plans sitting inside which are data so the story that these 30 account plans 130 account plans that can tell to the leaders are amazing well let, let's expand on that further so you you talked about the a problem set that you saw um with these current customers doing account plans outside of salesforce and yeah. nothing was digital yeah. uh, you know we had we had blueprints sitting in google sheets so i know exactly what you're yeah. what you're talking about what were some of the other problems that you observed in sure. customers with their sure. account management that led you to create a uh, demand farm so 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 essentially the whole thing starts from here right basically you are account plans in powerpoint financials in spreadsheets opportunities and contacts yeah. in in your crm yeah. and then more importantly uh, there's a lot of tribal knowledge what i call is a tribal knowledge in terms of like who's my supporter who controls what budget what is the political connection between the people in this account right so who really makes the decisions right those kind of that that kind of knowledge all of that is a tacit knowledge which comes with the people goes with the people so uh, now if you combine all of this it results in four or five challenges or difficulties or problems for the customer so one is the continuity as you're saying so um, there is and, and this kind of knowledge this kind of intelligence is 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 uh, takes time to build as to uh, who has a budget who is my supporter who is my detractor and things like that right what are the various buying centers in this in, in, in this account where are those individual units that i can sell so you lost that continuity if you didn't have a digital plan one the second thing that we saw is lot of companies mostly mid and large they invariably invest in uh, in some kind of an account planning methodology right it could be like uh, somebody who is going to mckinsey to build for them or miller hyman which is a branded methodology or their own homegrown methodology big, based on whatever the, the, the head right? mm-hmm. now you spend all that money you train people right now uh but you couldn't institutionalize it so everybody is very enthusiastic i have seen every everyone gets trained in november soon after thanksgiving people use those templates and then make the plan in december and everybody forgets it by january mm-hmm. 
right so now how can you bring all of that and then institutionalize that and ensure that everybody does that year over year over year and actually keep bettering it so what i call it as institutionalizing your key account management key account planning and then also then the governance and review becomes so much more easier mm-hmm. the third thing that third challenge that i saw was um, the insights as i was talking about right so i have seen some crazy amount of insight that come about when 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 you combine the 130 or 200 account plans i mean usually it is i have seen that uh, account managers it, it comes naturally to them they want to sell the existing solutions in the existing relationships but the ceo has launched new products which he believes are the future of the company mm-hmm. and then so it, it's so much more harder to sell those because you need to build newer relationship probably you need to sell them to new set of people so, just, so now when you combine all the account plans then you see that hey nobody is selling this and i've seen a lot of ceos and head of sales ask that question why are we not selling this in this account i mean uh why are you not planning for this particular new solution and in this account and that account so lot of lot of such insights basically is 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 another challenge those are some of the challenges that we saw and i think increasingly i believe um account planning can't be a static yearly activity mm. anymore uh it must be dynamic it must be a living breathing thing that exists throughout probably in a digital system Uh, i mean we saw that right like who thought this ukraine thing will happen and lot of account managers have to change their plans now and we are only in february or march sure right so so uh, similarly when the pandemic hit i mean things had changed so it's lot more dynamic than what it used to be people used to make three year plans i mean so you can't even imagine that now yeah now so uh, <laughs> now i'm thinking even probably yearly plans are a passe in most cases right. so they had to be dynamic Blend, what is uh, relationship mapping? One of the things that I learned I think a long time ago I read a HBR article on account planning or a book I don't remember where. So what the beautiful thing that they said is is that um the account management is about looking at the forest as well as the trees. Right? So uh, uh, to to kind of extend that right. So like your contacts opportunities and say activities tasks etc are the trees we tend to keep looking at opportunities contacts only uh, in in a typical world of the crm world now that doesn't give you enough right so just list of contacts and list of opportunities value etc now think of using that data and creating a visual map of your relationships in terms of who rep- we all do this i mean we all did this as account managers right so who reports to whom who is my supporter who controls what budget who influences whom etc yeah. take that same thing and visualize a relationship map or an org chart kind of a thing mm-hmm. right that's the forest view of your account now zoom in on okay this guy controls this budget but he doesn't he, we don't even know this guy and now zoom into a contact level and take some actions and come back so it's 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 about uh, uh, account management that 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 that's what i call as relationship map and along with this there was um, th- there was another thing what uh, 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 which was the white space part of it again the same concept right so imagine uh, uh, your your um, columns being all your products and rows being the various buying centers in your account mm-hmm. 
right? So it could be geographies or it could be functions or a combination depending upon the nature of the business. Let's say I have seven products that I sell or seven solutions that I take to market and I have four things like North America, APAC, EMEA, and then Asia as, as buying centers in that account, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes it could be HR, CFO could also be the buying centers. Sometimes it's retail bank in Europe could be a buying center, right? It depends on the nature of the business. Now you create those buying centers. These are the seven products. What we want to do is we want to figure out, okay, which of my product is sold where, where are my current activities, how happy or unhappy the customer is with what they are already using. That is the forest view again. And then you will figure out what are the white spaces. Mm -hmm. Go to that white space, zoom in now, and then figure out, okay, now what do I do? And then come back. So giving the ability of, of this like forest trees, forest trees, is extremely critical if you ask me about the account. I think the most important thing about the account management processes. And I think we are one of the first in the world to build tools for this, mm-hmm. um, uh, to, to, to do this for account managers. You know, it's, so, it's, uh, I, I love your forest through the trees analogy. It's so perfect because when I've led uh, account management and strategic account management teams in the past, the account managers oftentimes tend to be very myopic about who they're talking to and who they're dealing with. And one of one of the you know wonder best stories that I always like to tell is that one account manager was talking to one particular customer, and that particular customer at you know person at the customer was very very happy and doing very very wow. good, and and then and yet we learned that there was a completely another division entirely that that didn't know anything about our product and and but yet they were right here they didn't know how big the account was they didn't think to ask how big the account was they didn't think to ask right. who else could be also buying you know from you know from yeah. us and uh, and once somebody else noticed that there was like my gosh this company has other locations and other divisions uh, the account blew up but the account manager themselves were they were sitting in the trees with the with the customer you know the person in front of them and the worst part is before you know it the actually competition is already gone there i mean then it's too hard milan what is relationship mapping so so relationship map is about converting your list of contacts into a visual canvas bring them in and kind of figuring out uh, one is the hierarchy the formal hierarchy the other thing is, okay, uh, uh, who are my supporters? Who are my detractors? For example, the green ones are your supporters. The red ones here are not your supporters or detractors. And then, uh, like, for example, Michelle here, you don't even know. If you have these five ticks, means they have a lot of power in the organization. This little crown here, this this comes from directly from the Salesforce data that you are currently discussing an active opportunity with Brian Foster here. And then, and then there are a lot of other flavors to this. It's just a... Uh, uh, um, uh, a high-level view of how. Now, this gives a this kind of gives a forest view that I was talking about, and then you drill down and then say, okay, how do I build relations with Brian now or with 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 uh, Kirtana and so on? Yeah. So, Melind, you use the word relationship mapping, and I have heard strategic account managers say to me, KG, KG, you don't understand. Account management is all about the relationship. And what they mean is, like you were saying, duck hunting and taking to dinner and Lakers games and things like that. Um, you're shaking your head. You disagree. Tell me, what, what, what do you think, what, what, what do you think uh, you know, building a relationship as a strategic account manager should entail? No, no I, I'm not 
I'm not saying that those things are not important. Of course, they're important. I mean, so, so, but that is a very superficial way of building a relationship, right? Exactly. So uh, 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 that's just probably the way I, I think uh, most of us, I mean, so we care for our business, we care for our jobs and we care for our companies. So, so the relationship is really uh, at a, how is this account manager trying to understand and visualize uh, my problems in my organization and then helping me with it? with his solutions or something like that, right? So that is the, uh, if I'm able to empathize that and then uh, convince on that or articulate, that is when the real relationships are built, actually, if you ask me. The space or an environment could be a game. I'm okay. Or could be a duck hunting thing or could be a golf game. Fair enough. That's a space in which you do this activity. But just that is not enough. It will. It can yeah. evolve into that, but uh, but I completely uh, I completely agree in that strategic account managers should focus on you know s- developing that relationship through s- listening and solving that problem that they they have, and it can lead to Lakers games and duck hunting and dinners and golf and all that kind of fun stuff. But yeah. Pete, cricket, what are you shaking your man, head for? cricket, what? cricket. I don't even know. Is that you? No one knows. What are you talking about? So yeah, I mean that that's that's like uh, in terms of number of people following the game, it's the largest game in the world, by the way. It's just Thank because you. One and a half billion people. So. Just you just saying. <laughs> I know he was flexing. That wasn't our guest. Just flexed on us. You can choose not to answer it. Uh, but I'm okay. sure you will. Okay. How has India evolved over the last 15 years? It used to be, all right, you want to lower your your employee cost, you would outsource to India. And then India became too expensive. And then the Philippines came. How, how did that all evolve? And Bangalore, New Delhi, Bangalore is the, uh, it's sort of like the San Jose of, of India. Can you yeah. just clue, clue yeah. everybody on the evolution? See, I think last from from 2000, from from from, from the turn of the millennium, I think things started transforming. It took a while. Uh, what of course started as an opportunistic outsourcing business, both IT and then a lot of other business processes, etc. Um, it did. It did. I mean, it continues to grow at 20, 30 percent. With uh, like like one of the largest IT companies in India, which is TCS, employing I think close to a million people. <laughs> So, so, but that's one part of it. But what happened is the trickle-down effect of all of that. So what it made is it made uh, real estate, it made land, it made uh, uh, it made rest of the consumption possible. So, and with the population and with the demographic dividend, right? So unfortunately, we didn't cut down on one child on one fine day. So gradually, so, so today we have more young people who are paying tax than the retired people in the population mix that we have. Uh, yeah, we had to solve a lot of problems in terms of government, in terms of corruption, in terms of a lot of stuff, which we've solved to a large, large extent today. And um, and therefore, today, if you see um, in some of the digital interventions, probably India is ahead of the rest of the world in terms of, say, payments, for example, uh, in terms of education, the ed tech piece. So, so uh, uh, you wouldn't believe that... Um, uh, uh, close to 100 million or at least 50 million children today do online classes in India, right? Mm-hmm. With, with companies like Baiju's, which is a unicorn itself. And you would also see that um, 
I think there were 45 unicorns, second or third highest in the world last year. Wow. From India. Wow. Right? 45 unicorns in India. I mean, so, yeah, that's why I said the baby boomers, right? So we created that. I think probably next 10, 20 years is going to be a good 7, 8% growth. And, um, wow. Wow. Uh, the, the, uh, I think, and then the kind of infrastructure, I think, uh, yeah. uh, they're building, I think, on an average, I think 40 kilometers per day of six lane highways now in India every day. Wow. Right. Uh, they're, they're doing almost like, I think seven or eight kilometers of metros in almost 25 cities in India today. Every city. I mean, so this is building metros and infrastructure and tourism. What about the brownouts? Any more brownouts? You got enough power? Oh, I mean, you won't believe this, that, uh, most of the country has no power cuts now. We're in fact self-sufficient in power, started exporting power now <laughs> to neighboring <laughs> countries. And uh, one of the world's largest renewable energy producers, uh, because of course the sun 12, hours, 12 months a year, so mm. you can produce whatever now. I mean, you can literally produce solar energy 12 hours a day. So uh, the, the very innovative ways in which the, the, all the, uh, the, the irrigation canals in India now, uh, they, the, a lot of water used to get wasted because of the evaporation. So what they've done mm. is they've covered those irrigation canals with solar panels. That's how we're able to produce uh, the largest amount of solar energy in the world today. So, yeah, pretty interesting, pretty exciting, though. It's just that we had too many people. <laughs> uh, all the Bitcoin farmers are going to find you. But it's, I think it's probably the most exciting time to be there. No, it's definitely evolved. Going back to strategic account management, let's uh, tell mm -hmm. us about the role of you know automation and AI and machine oh. learning in uh, in strategic <laughs> account management. I mean, those those sound like uh, you know buzzwords to sell a lot of software. True. What's the reality? What happened was um, I was lucky to get to a beautiful framework a couple of years ago around this as to uh, as to how do you decide on using automation under AML in any business, in any situation. So mm -hmm. I adopted that to account management in a way. Mm -hmm. So uh, the framework is pretty simple. It's like, let's say on the X axis, you have complexity of the tasks or decisions that you're making. And on the Y axis, you have frequency of their occurrence mm -hmm. in an organization, say in a year, right? So say a uh, uh, simple task, simple decisions, but very high frequency, let's say lead scoring. So uh, as an example, so so uh, you want to score the lead based on uh, the firmographic, demographic, intent, and then whatever the action, etc. You can pretty much put an algorithm, put a put a bot there, put a robot there, put AI machine there. So lead scoring can easily be automated. Yeah, there are hundreds, probably thousands, and hundreds of thousands of leads in a year, depending upon the organization. So there's lot frequency is high, yeah. complexity is low. Yeah. Now cut to another extreme where you have a uh, 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 chief sales officer or a CRO trying to decide which products to launch next year or which markets to go to next year, right? That's a very complex decision, a very complex task. Doesn't happen too often. Yeah. You don't take such decisions like every day, yep. right? So this, this is on this side of the spectrum. Yep. So obviously you will need a, I mean, you don't want to use any automation there, right? You want a human being to kind mm -hmm. of take a call there. There's not enough data now, to use ML, yeah. ML there because the frequency is low yeah. on both axes. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. 
So no, the complexity is very high. Yeah, complexity high, frequency low. High, yeah. frequency is low. Yeah. Right? Now, account management, I believe, is somewhere is in between on the both axes. Mm-hmm. Is in the middle, mm-hmm. right? Now, what do you do in such a situation, right? Uh, I thought that if something is in the middle, right, uh, what's best to do is use the data because you don't have enough data, right? But you have decent amount of data, and uh, you can't eliminate the person either. Right. And but you can't expect that every account manager is a superman who could take the decisions. So what I say is, okay, give them the insights and allow the human being to take the last decision. Mm -hmm. Give them the recommendation Let the human take the call. So what I call this as like on on the first example I gave is kind of a Wally, the robot. Mm -hmm. The second example is a superman to get into that. And. What, what I believe today, the account managers, what I want to do, make account managers is make them into an Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Enhanced. Right? So that Tony Stark, you give him that jacket, but he's a human being nevertheless. Yeah, I like right? that. Give him that suit. Give him the suit. Using your automation, using your AI. So, so mm-hmm. uh, if you try to make an account manager a superman a hard task, right? Because you can't scale because you have hundreds of them. There can only be one CRO actually, right? So it's too hard. And But don't make your account manager a robot either. Right. That's not going to work. Yeah. So of course things will change and then we need to observe this, this, this framework very closely. Maybe more data would come, technology, computing power would increase and a whole lot of things might happen and then that's why. But as of now, I will use this framework in whenever I try and use AIML or, or, or an automation and say, okay, what is it that we need to do? So sh- should I should I create a robot mm-hmm. or should I lease the Superman as is or should I create an Iron Man? Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell you that when I have asked my uh, strategic account managers to you know rate and score their accounts or grade their accounts, A, B, C, D, and not provided them with insights, it's exa- it's exactly what you're you're saying. I'm asking them to be you know these superheroes to make these decisions without these insights. And there's so little data when you're dealing with strategic accounts. I, I like the idea of then being able to then feed them with some insights and then say, okay, now is this an A based on what you see and the data that we're giving you? Is this an A grade account? Is this a B grade account? Yeah. Is this a D grade account? Does that sound about yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a very, very nice tool called what we call as an account segmentation tool in which we uh, we it, it's kind of configurable and the default value so wherein you you look at again i'm a big fan of two by two metrics everything i, I rely on it so so for example you have account attractiveness versus the relationship strength then you get four boxes so then you have star accounts strategic accounts cash cows and then the right it's a standard model so we provide this framework in our tool for account managers to, you know, assess in where where is their account, right? So and for depending upon in which box the account eventually goes into, yeah, uh, there are different strategic imperatives for that, right? But uh, I can give the framework, but again I will allow the account manager a final override. It's very important. I mean, so so that is that is because at, at least now. We don't want to make account manager a robot. Yeah. We don't want to do that. Milan, what is goodness? Uh, <laughs> you know, somewhere I think around uh, five, six years into running my business, uh, suddenly one day I thought that actually 
judges don't make it do they nice people do kept working with nicer people so the, if i'm surrounded by nice guys good people life becomes so much more easier so less stressful right uh, you can collaborate better you can innovate more uh, you can do so much more so um, and then i kept building on that concept and then it it just kept kept getting become stronger and stronger so mm-hmm. uh, uh, today uh, we have figured out how to hire good people in the company and then it, it, it it's so much better and it i'm not saying this from the charity or a non profit kind of an organization goodness brings money <laughs> goodness brings <laughs> money <laughs> put that so, uh, onto a bumper mo- sticker that's awesome money is goodness <laughs> oh yeah that's true that's also true <laughs> yeah so uh, so so i think um um it, it just it, it's just a simple common sense thing to do i think companies overlook that that virtue that value in an, in, in a person while while in an organization we value that a lot along with a lot of other competencies and attitudes and aptitudes etc um and uh, uh, i actually did a tedx talk on this uh, last year i guess uh, i mean search for milin kati tedx you should find a complete 16 minute talk on that as to and then i elaborate a lot more on that yeah <laughs> I think I love that. There's a uh, Marketo, uh, an amazing software product um long ago used to be known their Salesforce used to know be known as just being ruthless. Just ruthless, oh. a ruthless sales sales team and uh and not nice and they weren't nice to the sales people. <laughs> they were very, you know, they would grab their customers by the throat virtually speaking of course. You know, they they would do things like everyone stays in the everyone stays in the office until the last person brings in the deal that hit gets us there and just a lot of a lot mm. of things that just seemed kind of like brutal and uh and i i just don't think that's you know sustainable i i would say you know a good friend of mine jeff zwelling used to say you know we can be nice but we don't have to be that nice so i do believe that you can you can be good but this doesn't mean that we're pushovers and everything is soft Often, oh yeah. You know, we can yeah. be we can be disciplined and we can be focused and we can stand up for ourselves, but but you know, we can be inherently good at the same time, right, Miland? Absolutely. I think a lot of people confuse humility with meekness. Weakness, right? Yeah. Or meekness, you say. Right? Inf- meekness mm-hmm. or weakness, right? Uh but it takes a lot of courage to be humble, trust me. And it's very important. Yeah. Blind all of our our listeners and all the watchers out there that haven't heard about Demand Farm. What's your ideal customer profile? Who who are you helping out? Who who what problems are you so, solving? So so basically currently we we focus on B2B companies, uh mid-sized to large enterprises. Um mostly services companies and nowadays even product companies as well. uh that's the that's the segment where uh, if you have 70 80% of your revenue from your existing strategic accounts and our product is uh, is is beautifully fitting there in terms of um, making your um account plans digital um uh, continuous um uh, and dynamic so what are the accent, uh, essential skills that every great huh. account manager should uh, should have or strive to have so i think an account manager um, i could be a little biased here but couple of things that's that that are the additional that mm-hmm. i believe are needed mm-hmm. one i think account manager is more like a general manager right it's kind of a mini ceo 
because you need to know sales you need to know your product you need to know procurement you need to know you know the financing and then so whole lot of stuff is is what you need to do uh, kind of you need to understand the customer's business in a in a, in a business way so uh, so therefore is more like a it's important to be a general manager kind of a kind of a project will more than mm-hmm. so the second thing is um, i think an account manager um i think it should be a great collaborator because there's so much of collaboration that one has to do not only at customer side mm-hmm. with respect to various function from cfo to the user to everybody but also internally right so he has to collaborate with production collaborate with marketing collaborate with sales collaborate yeah. with r&d and so on and so forth to so because so if collaboration uh, doesn't come naturally to you or or you know, uh, it's, it's very hard to be a a good account manager mm-hmm. and i think the third and last one uh, for i think domain knowledge matters a lot i think to be a good account manager uh, especially in large enterprises i mean so for example suppose i sell say a robotic process automation right so i'm 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 like ui path kind of a company i'm an account manager ui path and i sell robotic rpa to insurance companies mm-hmm. so one i need to know the goddamn rpa as a technology right yeah and two i need to understand insurance as a business interesting so similarly if i if i am if i am uh, if i work for a auto component company trying to sell to ford motors understand automotive as a business you would then believe firmly that strategic account managers should actually be verticalized by industry to be domain experts in both the product that they sell as well as their their customers you would it would seem to me that you believe that yeah. they should be verticalized in most cases yeah if i am a pharma account manager and i i sell generics to a pharma for example or r&d services to a pharma company yeah and uh, i have seen account managers stick to animal health they don't even move to human health oh what a good what a great time milan thank you so much for coming on the show my pleasure it's been wonderful yeah i mean uh, I, i i know guys i mean so i, I I can't talk enough about account management and account managers, but yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Man, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you or connect with you? Um, LinkedIn, of course. Uh, Milan okay. Kuti, LinkedIn, Demand Farm. Um, I'm not a I'm not a heavy user of Twitter or others, but um, LinkedIn and our website, I guess, DemandFarm.com. Okay. Yeah, these are the two best channels. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put yeah. we'll put everything in the in the podcast notes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sassels. On behalf of KG and myself, Pete, we thank you for listening. We ask that you give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to our newsletter in the podcast notes, and you can always buy us a beer on Patreon slash Sassels. We thank you for listening. You should. Cue the music. Mm-hmm.